Sound check, sound check, sound check. Okay, where are we at here? Omnidirectional microphone. Do-da. Do-da. <laughs> Game of Thrones, ladies, don't live too long. Oh, do-da. the do-da day. <laughs> oh, good. Finishing some nicotine here, so um, we'll start in a second. And I need a drink. Yum, 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 yum. Sound effects, sound effects, sound effects. Two, two, three. You fight pretty good for a little girl. The many-faced god stole a few more from me. I'm glad he left me you. Do you know who I am? There's more to the world than Westeros after all. Lannister, Targaryen, Baratheon, Stark, Tyrell, they're all just spokes on a wheel, crushing those on the ground. If they're gonna live in the Seven Kingdoms, safe behind our wall, they ought to fight for the damn place! It's not their fight! I'm not going to stop the wheel. I'm going to break the wheel. If I want jokes, I'll get myself a proper fool. Diabetes. Shame! car with two old freaks went garage sailing i've been locked in this apartment for four freaking days call the police don't ignore that okay this is uh scott, help. scott mcgregor of uh, no counsels for old men of course and we're in the middle of uh doing our new game of thrones podcast but we have um uh, something new um you know usually it's, it was four of us male freaks sitting around or four or five five podcast of five kings was the last thing one two three four got it five male freak sitting around talking about uh, season four of Game of Thrones um, and uh, we actually have gone out and done like a man on the street woman on the street type of interview here um, with a complete stranger that we don't know at all um, serotonin who surprisingly has the same name as someone who did a garage sale gloat um, and she's gonna give us uh, the, the the female perspective on Game of Thrones and, and what uh, she thought of season five and um so we'll do that right now and uh sarah uh appreciate you coming on the show and Hi. uh welcome to two true freaks just to start out you know why don't you tell the audience a little something about yourself and how you came to be a game of thrones fan at least picked up the books found it on hbo got lost ever since cool, cool. haven't missed an episode most of us freaks are. are I'm, I admit, I'm a reader. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, it it happens, and uh, there are, are groups for that. I think. Um, Got to be a twelve step program somewhere. Yeah, I, I'm not yet a reader of the books. Yeah, and at this point, I'll probably uh, wait till it all 
you know, plays out on TV first and then pick up the novel. I saw Dance of Dragons the other day at a garage at our, you, you were with us. Um, no, you weren't with us. You're someone completely different. I can edit that out. Fuck you all. You don't know. And, uh, yeah, I saw a paperback for Dance with Dragons and I should have just grabbed it. But, I mean, what good is it going to do me to have that book without any of the others? You need at this all the point? other ones. Yeah. And it would just go in my pile of unread books at this point. So, moving on, though, um, wow, what a season. You know, for you ladies, maybe some of the uh, the eye candy isn't with us anymore. They, they've certainly knocked off enough beautiful women on this show. I lament the death of Jon Snow. <laughs> John, you know, and, and, and no one really believes he's dead. That's the weird thing. I mean, do you think that's how I don't they're going to play I, I don't know. They, they, you know the theories? interview that I read, they said, okay, you're dead. And, uh, Which is what he would have to say. That's the party line. But yeah, you know. I, I don't know. That's kind of like the you know Star Trek two. Mm-hmm. It's not con. It's there's, not. Con. There's always potential of Melisandre figuring out how to reanimate, like you know. Yeah, and, and I'm sure you're not going to hear it live and in person, but the rest of us freaks, I'm sure, are going to be doing just hours and hours of mundane and boring speculation on how that's going to go down. Thank God I have to be back to work at the Seamstresses Guild before at that. At the Seamstresses Guild? Okay, well, it's, <laughs> what's it? Uh, Discworld is all the better for your presence. Uh, <laughs> good on you for fighting the good fight in the Seamstresses Guild. Um Anywho, getting back to Westeros and neighboring countries, though. Uh, well, it's had a lot of developments with uh, Daenerys and, um, you know, obviously Sansa Stark kind of going through a rough spell. Got married off to Ramsay, charming personality Snow. Oh, shiver. And, uh, wow, yeah. Well, Ramsay uh, Bolton now, he's been legitimized. He's he's not officially a bastard anymore, but well, he's, he's still, still a bastard. bastard. And a torturous and evil one. At that, we, we got to, unfortunately, witness poor Sansa's, you know, well, kind of second wedding night. The first one, she didn't have to... Didn't have to Tyrion was an absolute gentleman. That was, yeah, she, she probably... I'll wait, I'll wait until you're ready. Well, what if I'm never ready? Well, then my watch is just begun. Right, right. Oh, and, and you know, that should have melted the, the panties it right did, there, it did. really. It absolutely and melted. Sansa should have been like, this is the fucking guy to hang with. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Westeros. I found is myself screaming at the TV, going, "Stay married, do it!" But you know, <laughs> such is the world of George Martin. And then everybody dies. The yeah, end. but as expected, kind of. I mean, there was a big dust up over this uh, with women's groups, and, and well, just any woman or man that doesn't like it was seeing a very bad things happen to women. Uncomfortable scene to watch. They could have done it a lot the, worse, though. They, they could have been worse, but it was rather uncomfortable. To oh, watch. sure, because they, you know, he. I, 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 dealt with, I dealt with. Who can't Cersei. even get the boner he'd want to have? I dealt watching better Sansa. with the, the burning Joffrey's. <laughs> and oh yeah, Joffrey's wake than I dealt with Sansa's yeah, wedding night. They're you know they're kind of that's kind of a tie for first at this point I think. And well, that's really hard to say in this show <laughs> as far as uncomfortable scenes. But I mean, hats off to the producers anyway for doing it as tastefully. If if. If making you watch your, you know, the guy who's been castrated who used to carry a torch for Sansa watch Rams, you know, make him watch you fucker is tasteful, then, well, for Westeros, that's about as close to tasteful as you get. Um, Because they didn't show it happening to her. It was sound and it was reeks. It was all through Theon's point of view. And I never thought I would feel sorry for Theon Greyjoy, but they did it with Cersei later on too. But uh, 
Yeah, a lot of a lot of crazy stuff. Um, you know, we had the Dorn stuff and the, and the Sand Snakes, who everyone was, I don't know the books, but everyone was like, Sand Snakes are coming, Sand Snakes are coming, and now I'm reading, like, Sand Snakes did shit, except be, you know, an excuse to keep the HBO boob quota, basically. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and, uh... So I'm said I have no opinion on that because I don't know what they should have been as opposed to what they are on screen. I mean, we got a whole new season coming up that I think they're probably going to be a lot happening in Dorn due to the kiss of death given to uh, poor Marcella from Hilarious and there. Who was one of the only innocents in this whole uh, scenario. Yeah. Just a young girl in love and boom, but, now she's gone. Yeah, I mean, you could, even if, even if, she hadn't gotten the kiss of death, which telegraphed that, like, hugely. It was like you didn't know that she had just poisoned her ass. You ain't been paying attention. Uh, but, yeah, of course it had to come. Evil George Martin and the TV writers had to come in kind of a poignant scene of where Jamie finally gets to admit that he's a father to one of his... The the happiest moment of his life. Princess children. Followed by yeah, the which he should have known. Rock you know, bottom. He should know by now that I mean every time that guy opens, you know, starts to have a a good day. Someone good chops moment. something off him or he takes away a loved one. Uh-huh. Um, basically, just from a female perspective, just a little bit about what do you think? I mean, there's a lot of people coming out and saying Game of Thrones is too evil to women. And no one would dispute that horrible things to women happen a lot in this show. But horrible I mean, I almost things happen to the men too. Yeah, I, bits but, get chopped and off. I, People you know, get every, every time someone tries to point that out, now they they get accused of being one of the men's rights advocate fucking freaks out there that apparently don't ever want to get laid again because I, I don't know. <laughs> my my only my only real problem is that they they've got gobs and gobs of. Gorgeous women that yeah. nobody can possibly compete with to look at, and they're killing off all the men that are worth seeing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> valid point. <laughs> valid point. Wow, um, Stark. Bam. Now he's gone. All yeah. right. So we've got Jon Snow. But you know, dead. I gotta disagree. This this was a bad season for the men, to be sure. But I mean, you know, she might have been. I don't know. She's probably younger than me. But I mean, Caitlyn Stark. Beautiful looking woman, you know, they just about chopped her poor head off. Uh, you know, there have been plenty of female deaths. Roz was like the best looking, you know, Hollywood prostitute I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Gave her to Jeffrey like fucking lambs to the slaughter. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you guys lost John Snow Eye Candy. I mean, you, you lost, Rob uh, I mean, Stark, yeah, Rob lost. Stark a while back, and I mean, even Stannis Baratheon, Drogo. That, that might be your kind of guy. Uh, no, not Stannis. Yeah, no, no, some people might go for the, uh, you know, broody, graying, I'll murder my own daughter well, for God with, type, you know, Jordan, but if it's but, not yeah. you, that's cool, I, then you're a better person in my eyes. Uh, <laughs> But um, yeah, kind Jorah has potential, kind of but he's gonna turn to snow. He's gonna turn. Yeah, to stone. poor Jorah's poor Jorah's gonna be leaving us and probably infecting half of Marine when he does. And uh, yeah, I don't know. But you said you're 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 a Dinklage fan too, though. Aren't Absolutely. You duh. And the longer his hair gets, the better he is. Mm-hmm. And chicks dig scars, so you know, almost losing his nose in that fight. 
But yep. I, I have to say, I gave the and biggest squeal of well joy for for when Baron Trent bought it. So, yes. Oh, yes. You know, score and one for the female side. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I'd have taken a little bit longer and tortured him a little bit more. But uh, uh, Aria well did an adequate Aria. job of it. Yeah, she, well uh, done, Aria. She, she didn't come to play, that's for sure. <laughs> she, uh... That wasn't just sticking needle in someone's neck. That was uh, turned up to eleven a bit. Uh, that was that was uncomfortable for she me. She dialed it to ten and she ripped off the yes, knob. Yes, she did. And uh, you know that was that was actually an uncomfortable scene to watch. Even though they've been building, you know, Arya has been like a killer in her heart from day one. How could she not? You know, she saw her, her dad's head chopped off, and that's pretty much when she started that, that's her list. Be the scar. Yeah, that's when she pretty much started her list. And uh, she see, got to see a couple of them knocked off, and, and others have been, you know, the, the privilege has been taken away from her, from other people. Um, but she, yeah, she, she fully committed to her list in this particular case. <laughs> and it was shocking, because, I mean, even as I said, even though they built her up to eventually become this killer, you're looking at, like... You know, she the, the actress is older, but I mean, in the show, she's like 16. You're looking at basically a little girl that's just this mindless killing machine at this point. And, and torturing machine, apparently, you know. Well done. Oh, fuck. <laughs> if anyone deserved it. I mean, they really... And uh, some of the women's groups are, are bitching about that, too. And, uh, and oh, I'm, I'm fucking sexist for using the word bitch anywhere in a sentence. Um you know, the, just the harshness of uh, what Marin Trant was attempting to do to, you know, the scene where she kept, the matron kept, Madame kept bringing in prostitutes. He's just like, too old, too old. And you just knew where that was going. And it's like, uh, just go search the kindergarten. Yeah. It's like, disgusting. did we really need to go there to know that this guy was evil at this point? And I kind of agree with the, with the criticisms there, but it also had to almost narratively work that way because that's how Arya got in. She, you know, pretended to be one of, well done on learning the game of faces, too. Yeah, yeah, and that, that obviously turned out not exactly well for her. But, um, so, as you said, who's left for your eye candy? I mean, so we got Jorah, but he's done, and Tyrion's Dario Naharis. Dario uh, Naharis. Jagan Hagar. Not, or, not, or, yeah, yeah Jagan Hagar. Jagan Hagar, not gonna, bad to look at. No, um, when he's wearing his own body, when he morphed when under he that, morphed to somebody else, the wave girl there, that was really strange. Um... You know, some of us uh, out there uh, still have Cersei, I guess, even though she used a body double, but I would not, couldn't pay me a million crowns or whatever they use in Westeros to, Three to tap that. Three days I, of walking naked through that crowd to crazy film that scene. scene. And that was effective well in done. that, like, Cersei is the one of the, and, and it's pretty pretty tight contest, but she's one of the most vile, evil people in And you Westeros. felt sorry for her. By and the time her feet were bleeding and she was covered and with fecal was matter. Crazy. And then at the you, end, we, there f- was... we finally got to see Zombie Mountain pick her up Yeah, he's looking gently. a little blue these days. I don't... Yeah, that one's going to be interesting. I, I don't want to see that helmet come off. That's uh-uh. that's the stuff of but nightmares. But you know we will. You know we will. Yeah, that's going to be the stuff of nightmares. Uh, we would expect nothing less from those evil bastard geniuses at HBO. Uh, anything else you'd like to say, Sarah? I've almost chewed through my duct tape and can make my escape now. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we decided not to let you near any sharp objects uh, because retribution can be uh, female dog sometimes. But thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. Keep on listening to Two True Freaks, and we expect to hear more of you, hopefully. Thank you. Adios. Bye-bye.
It was how much you loved him loving your leg. I like dogs, not in that way. You no, no, no. It's, it's not a matter of liking dogs. I, I like. You were enjoying big. that licking sensation. I would have let him lick my leg too. I was. I like I big I was butts in the cat. <laughs> nice one, Bill. So, hi, welcome to Two True Freaks presents. Well, it, we don't really have a title for it yet, um, but but we will by the time you hear this. It's basically the second. Game of Thrones podcast uh, that I've produced for the two true freaks, I being Scott McGregor. And what was that sound? Did we lose somebody? Has Bill? No, moved? no. Okay. No. I just got a message on my phone. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I, I'm going to silent. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you're nah, ruining the narrative integrity. Yes. Integrity. <clears throat> what integrity? I, I've already blown the integrity of this show way out of the water. Uh, but you I, blew what? I be. I know. Oh. Yeah, maybe that was someone else. I'm Scott McGregor, Scott 2.0. <laughs> say my name, say my name, say my name. Goddamn right. And with me is Chris Honeywell. Hello. Mr. Christopher Tyler, the hair metal hero. What's that? Mr. Paul Spataro. Hodor. Hodor. <laughs> and, and hopefully Bill Robinson is still with us, who needs a doctor and is not feeling much like a doctor tonight. And, uh... We'll probably have sound, we'll probably have sound effects uh, to follow to corroborate that. Physician, heal thyself. <laughs> Unless there's a maester around the corner in his garage, he's screwed. <laughs> Tonight, I will be playing the part of Tywin Lannister's stomach. <laughs> I recommend the before or after uh, he hit the loo and then Tyrion hit him. I don't know. <laughs> Either war. Yes. Either or some fluids came out of Tywin Lannister last season, and uh, as apparently said, he didn't—he did not shit gold. He did not shit gold, and and there was no Meister around the. Uh, the but I have vomited gold. Him. You have, yes. I'm yeah. Goldschlager doesn't count. Variety of oh man, Goldschlager does count. <laughs> no, it back up his, It came back up as glitter. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you were in the sea service for yeah, a long time. Like, that might have been the uh, drag show you were at. I, I don't know if what? it was the Goldschlager. <laughs> Anywho. Um, so we're going to be talking about Game of Thrones Season 5, which just wrapped up uh, a few weeks ago, probably by the time I get this sucker cut up. And uh, just go over the wacky, wacky season and happenings in Westeros. And we'd like to thank our, our female estrogen correspondent serotonin for a little interview she did uh, earlier and just gave us the female perspective on game of thrones and the lamentations of the women about which uh, male characters aren't around anymore and 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 cheers for murdering 16 year old characters like aria so thank you serotonin and um we're going to continue and give our you know testosterone laden opinions of the the season so Gentlemen? Yeah. Whatever. 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 I, I will say this right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I, it, it took me about five episodes to really get into this season. I thought the first four or five, or the first four or so, was like, this is a lot of just pawns being placed where they need to be placed. Yeah. But, and I didn't. Yeah. I, and I understand it's important and they have to do it, but I was still just like, I was kind of wishy washy. It's It reminds me of. The Walking Dead, when I start seeing that happen, it's just like, oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's setting up oh, for something good, going? usually. Um, yeah, but, I mean, definitely agree with you there, Hero, but I think it was just a narrative necessity. I mean, there was a lot. It was a dense yeah. season, even even as they're condensing the books, apparently, and moving 
things right along and we'll talk about that but i mean uh, they're not condensing they're really changing well, a lot changing, of stuff i mean they're well they're condensing by emission i mean they're just kind of slicing out yeah. huge swaths of story from what i understand i'm not a book i haven't read any of them but i mean well, i think it's i'm just, oh sorry go ahead no all you Bill. no i'm saying i'm having a hard time this time around to keep book canon separate from show canon Wow, because I'm about 300 pages into book five, and certain things are happening and other things are going on. So as I sit back, sometimes I'll be like, all right, wait a minute. Is this guy dead or is this guy alive? Or, or you know, Because that's very different in the way certain things are playing out. Like, like right now in the book, I don't know. I mean, spoilers. I don't know if um, Stannis Baratheon is going to make it. I mean, he... Yeah. he I mean, I... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I'm assuming roughly the same thing's going to happen that happened in the show. But I'm, I'm figuring even even if he, I, I think one way or the other, he's going to die. It may not be the same as the way he died in the book, mm-hmm. but I expect that he will die. Uh, I also think they changed the the, the TV paradigm because in these shortened seasons, these 10 and 12 episode seasons of TV shows, the standard seems to be that the penultimate, penultimate episode has all the meat in it, and then you have a denouement episode, and then you wait until next season. Uh, they, they, bro- they broke that mold for yeah, this season. Yeah, I think they shook it up quite a bit. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I you know, was they, watching they, they, the eighth they, episode thinking, well, this is going to be another buildup, and nine is going to kick us in the balls, and... And well, fucking snowpocalypse, you know. Yeah, the last like third. <laughs> last, third last three in a row were all ramped up mm-hmm. this season, which is very off of the model that we normally get. But I thought it was the first seven that were kind of slow burn. Not even the first five. Not that I didn't enjoy it. It's not that I was watching it and saying the show is bad. But I thought we went through seven episodes where we really weren't getting significant happenings yet. And then, then around episode eight, they just totally ramped it up, and then it was you know balls to the wall. Three, it escalated quickly. As yeah, well, yeah, the last three episodes were almost every scene was some you know game changer or dramatic or scandalous scene. You know, I mean, there were many times in the show where I'm like, wait, it only feels like this show's been going for twenty minutes. What do you mean they're wrapping up? Man, this one went by fast. It's like, oh no, it's only been going for twenty three you know, it was yeah. it hit a point where that usually they'd go to black afterwards, you know, and start running the credits. So And especially I mean, well, we probably should have said it at the beginning, but it'll it'll be in the, the Photoshop that uh you know, this is full spoilers for season five and probably a lot of book shit that I'll be mad at you guys for. And uh so continue but yeah i mean eight was like that because they started out you know first 20 minutes was kind of the slow plotting you know more build up and and exposition and then all of a sudden it's fucking ice zombie war and it was just crazy for the last 40 minutes of the the episode (laughs) yeah that's usually the final set piece in a a season right there zombies versus giant zombies versus giant yes just sickness (laughs) yeah and uh yeah I was pretty impressed by those scenes, but uh, I don't, we're not going to go episode by episode because that would just there was so much going on. So I think we'll do like storylines, and I mean you've got the the main ones, of course, Daenerys Targaryen and her dealings, basically the Queen of Marine right now, correct, and and having a few political problems. She agreed. 
to reopen like the fighting pets, and mm-hmm. she also she also agreed to marry Mister Priss. Yeah, yeah, and one of the, uh, the the old slaver nobles of Marine. You know, and uh, I mean, the the season the, starts off very you know ominous, and, and it's an ongoing storyline mm-hmm. of the Sons of the Harpy that you know Danny's having some problems, and there's a little rebellion starting. You know, and essentially the people that used to be wealthy slave owners that would like to be again. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, so they're starting, they, they slay one of the uh, the, the Unsullied um, early on in the season, and it just kind of escalates from there, too. Everything just slowly escalates to really bad shit in this season. I will do it that. <laughs> it, the payoff is, is well worth the wait. Um, but Danny, I mean, that's you know her ongoing story. We've, of course, got uh, Jon Snow, who's now commander. Well, well, before we go away from there, uh, she 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 marries the other guy, um, Mister Press says Paul. Well, she didn't Paul actually Parker. marry him. No, did she? they were they no, were going to get they were betrothed. Oh, betrothed. Well, you know, there's one thing the show has taught me: don't get married or engaged to Daenerys Targaryen. No. <laughs> I don't want to marry her. It doesn't end well. And then um, we also, in that whole um, Sons of the Harpy, we we lost uh, Barrister Selmy, yeah. which he he is still alive in the books. So not, not quite sure what's dead. going on with there. I'm I got better. Yeah, h- h- him and uh, Grey Worm are in a big battle in a like they get trapped in an alley and basically they take out like what like. Thirty guys. Yeah, you get to see. Well, they did that scene was in the in the show, but Selmy got killed. Yeah. Yep. And and that that was the first that was the first scene in that storyline that actually kind of perked up a little bit because that storyline was was kind of dull up until that point. I would agree. Mm -hmm. And and then that scene ramped it up a little bit and then it kind of faded a little until the Sons of the Harpy showed up at in the uh, Death Games. Yeah. Which was, was oh, just yeah. which was just a great, great I scene. Honestly did not see it coming at all. I don't know how I didn't, but I mean no not to that scale. I just really didn't see that happen. <laughs> no. Sir Jorah's stone penis to the rescue. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, from, from that story, we might as well be storyline when we're ready. We might as well move on to Sir Jorah and Tyrion because since they kind of connected. Yeah, well, as we remember, uh, Tyrion shot his dad on the shitter last uh, season. And after all of that mess, and he is currently on the run. He was smuggled out by Varys. You know, pushing his shit out of hole in the box. <laughs> yep, and but you know, Fairy's <laughs> mentioning very wittily that he had to, he was the one that had to pick it up. Um, <laughs> love that. I mean, I could have watched the whole season of just those two traveling together. It was great. And then, yeah, they're the new Bob Hope and uh, and Bing Crosby. Yeah, and they like teased <laughs> us, and then all of a sudden, Jorah Mormont shows up at the same bar. We're on the road. Yeah. We're on the road to Mar- we're on the road to Marine, Marine. And, then, and then all of a sudden it's over because George just nabs freaking Tyrion out of the blue and and and, and takes him where the, he's going anyway and is trying to take him to Danny and um, they and- they really got me that episode at the end of that to where they're going down the river and then Tyrion falls in the water and they fade to black and they stayed on the black screen and I'm like oh I gotta wait another week mm-hmm. what well, the hell yeah, they're, and they're then they throwing red herrings over, all over the place and then, they, and then I looked at the time left I'm like wait there's like three minutes left yeah, oh okay yeah. alright kind of so. kind of ironic that Ser Jorah brought him as kind of the gift for Daenerys 
and it ended up that he basically saved Sergio's life by, uh, you know, by you know pleading to uh, Daenerys that that you know it doesn't look good to kill somebody who's so loyal to you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, the writing for Tyrion this season was great. I mean, he got to you know pull out the wit and, and the smarts and and you know use his one real talent and which yeah, he's doing his uh, Oscar Schindler. Yeah, basically, <laughs> um, he knows the way the game is played. Yes, yeah. uh, but interesting. I mean, I don't, I don't know where it goes in books four and five because I've only read the first three, uh, and I don't know that I want Bill to give us any spoilers if he does know yeah. this. But pretty clearly, Sergio is not long for this world. Uh, no. no, I don't know anything about that. But they did establish that there is a cure for for the for the mad crocodile disease. Yeah, true. Yeah, but that. I think not a total uh, cure. But I think no, it's but you know, he would look really young. cool with half a uh, half a turtle face. You know, uh, the, the the Lord of Light would say that fire cleanses, but we'll we'll get to that in Shireen a little bit later. Fuck uh, the Lord of Light. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, yeah. The good thing that the, this uh, season did was it, it kept. Uh, I mean, we got a lot, a lot, lot, lot of the supernatural aspects of uh, Westeros, even while a lot of the scenes were, you know, the political going on. But we got shit tons of the weird stuff in Westeros and Essos um, this season, you know, right up to the faceless men and Arya and all that. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I think it's doing a great job of blurring the line of, you know, who's the real evil camp in this world or is it just you know two evil gods battling it out and humanity is you know fucked because of it because the lord of light you know i.e the good side um is looking pretty ruthless itself you know and uh you know the ice zombies are looking like they might not be such bad guys comparatively <laughs> so, I, don't, I don't know will they humanize those guys do you think do we think do you think we'll get a story like on their side to the point of not humanize them obviously since they're not human but i mean just point of view give a give them a point of view to where you have some sympathy for them where they're not just total like soulless uh, creatures or whatever they well, seem to have personal i don't know i i think at the end of the day that's the the evil that's there for evil's sake. Yeah, but that's what it seems like with a lot of things in Game of Thrones, and then yeah. you end up being best buddies with them. So I'm yes. wondering, you know. But I mean, my if, point, if, like, the, uh, if the writing has shown us one thing, is while he doesn't necessarily redeem the bad characters, no, he does find a way to make us feel sorry for them. Yes, feel I sympathy mean, and empathy for them as humans. You know, he, he, he did it with uh, Theon. He did it with the King Slayer. He did it now with Cersei. Yeah, that's debatable. He, he, make, he makes them totally hateable, and then he puts them through, through such torture that you actually start to feel sorry for them. I, I'd like to think he kind of went the other way with Stannis Baratheon, though. Because um, actually, it's oh, like, he was irredeemable. <laughs> after yeah, what he well, did. you know what? You know what's funny is the the only person <laughs> after, after what he did, the only person I could root for him against was Ramses, and yeah. yet, right. <laughs> And you knew that was all over. It was just a uh, yeah, brilliant defeat, um, which I don't know if it was earned or not. I've heard a lot of griping about how it just well, it just didn't go some people's way, so they're pissed. Big I just like how after once he once he sacrificed his daughter and the next yeah. day everything started to go wrong, you knew he was just like, well, I'm going under the bus yeah. now, and yeah. there's nothing I can do with it. And you know what? 
I deserve it. And once he saw his wife hanging from the tree, that was it. He was just like, well, time yeah. to march off to death. You yeah, know? And, pretty much. But just think just about do last this. season when when he attacked the, uh, the whatchamacallit, the wildlings, how overwhelming his force seemed compared to the wildlings. Yeah. And then how much they were overwhelmed over at King's Landing. And there was actually good, landing, good uh, military strategy involved. And it's like he lost his, you know, they even it was a throwaway line kind of, but he had lost his cavalry. And some of them had actually gone to join Ramsey because they were all sellswords. Um, yeah. And they just ran over. You know, it's it's actually classic military strategy that if you have a shit ton of horses and they don't, you're in a lot better shape. So <laughs> that's, 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 that's from, uh, what's the Japanese Art of War book? Art of War. Sun Tzu. Sun Tzu. <laughs> yeah. It's in the, yeah. If you have a shit ton of, source, of yeah, horses. Yeah, I think yeah. it's just written in Japanese. Quote, actually. The Japanese character for shit ton is very elegant and beautiful. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a tattooed on me. <laughs> <laughs> Tramp stamp. Ooh. <laughs> so read that, baby. It'll be in pink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, have we moved on? Have we moved on to uh, Stannis now? Uh, yeah. Why not? I mean, I I just wanted to add that I think it was, I think I think it was Tony Well had just said it that I, he he obviously realized it's like yeah I fucked up and Mel- Melisandre obviously figured out she fucked up and that was one cold woman just to kind of walk away from shit at the end there. Uh, since she's the one that started all the shit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it was, it just spelled out for me clearly. It's like the, the analogy of, you know, Stannis has basically become the Mad King. You know, he's willing to burn, you know, burn his own people instead of admitting defeat when he should have. You know, with poor Onion Knight all the time trying to, you know, talk some sense into him to no avail. Yeah, see, now, now are all of the faux kings that he had the leeches burned for, are they all gone already? Um, people who he considered uh, pretenders to the throne? No, one was a Greyjoy still. He had Balon Greyjoy in there too. I don't know if okay. they're going to acknowledge it. Joffrey Baratheon. Joffrey, yeah. It was uh, Rob Stark. Gendry. Was Gendry one? Yeah, it's Baratheon's yeah. bastard. Yeah, no, I know who Gendry is. Was he one of the leeches? He wasn't though? one of the names. No, Rob I mean, Snow. Yeah, it was Renly. Yeah, Rob Stark. Uh, well, Renly Rob was Stark. already dead when he did that, though. He no, already... no, 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 because that was what caused the, the dark black demon to come and kill Renly. That's what, that's what. I thought he used Gendry no, to that get was... the, uh... Yeah, he used Gendry to fill the leeches. Remember Melisandre uh, <coughs> oh, yeah. got him all forged <laughs> and. Um... Yeah, so Gendry was not <laughs> one of the leeches. Okay. No, but I mean, well, he, I think he, he used already... multiple leeches on Gendry, and then he used multiple leeches to kill. Yeah, and then he threw each one into the fire, naming a pretender to the throne that yeah. was to be killed. But he had already and one, one was yeah, Rob Stark, one was Joffrey Baratheon, one was Renly. No, Renly, he had already killed by having sex with Melisandre. That's how he created the show. Oh yeah, Renly. Oh, that's was right. The... Yeah, she she birthed that black demon. That's right. Yeah. <sighs> 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 <laughs> almost, Is that you, Bill? We almost had it. Yeah, I I think I birthed the black demon <laughs> <laughs> on a daily basis. <laughs> Not to brown demon, but I think one was Greyjoy. <laughs> I think one was Balon Greyjoy. Who we haven't seen anything of Greyjoys in like well, you know one and a half in, seasons. So. In the books, they're doing their own. They're like 
doing their well, uh, yeah but I was gonna mm, spoil something for the books that isn't even I don't think it's even gonna be touched in the show and that's that Balin Greyjoy dies right uh, he falls uh, like he's walking in between some of the castles on like a rickety bridge rope and it snaps and or he gets, he, he gets blown over and there's this whole big thing in the book I that's actually in book four to where they're trying to choose the next king and um, uh, what's his name? The other Greyjoy, the one that's now Reek, uh, his sister, the one Theon. that he felt up like, what, yeah, Theon. Remember when he felt up his sister? Like back in like season two or right. something? Yeah. <laughs> so she, like, she's one of the people that wants, you know, she thinks she has a claim to the throne, but women don't have as much power um, with the Ironborn. So uh, that's like a whole different thing that, that, it's my understanding the show is probably never e- even going to touch on it. So that's a whole. Well, as far as the Stannis thing, I, I, as I said, I'd have to go back and watch, but I think you did name Balon, but it's kind of a moot point now that there's no more Stannis. So. And I just checked in, and uh, apparently uh, Stannis is still alive at the end of book five. Yeah. Stannis alive, book five. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's what's weird is because apparently the books in the show have ended like exactly the same place in some places and. And are really way off each other and others. So I well, I well, I've been be depressed. Anyone that's waiting for that next book to come out because it could be interesting. Yeah, what the show well, does with stuff before that gets out. That's why I'm, I'm watching the show before I read the books because yeah. I mm. still want to be in Bill's position of trying to hash out all the different. My brain. Yeah, that's exactly. I just want to enjoy it without having any knowledge. It's the only like geek property right now where I have no. Right. Well, see, right previous. now they're like. They're running about the same, except the show has jumped ahead because before I had the book, the book was ahead. But well, because I think the way he wrote the last two books, he wrote the last two books like he did a bunch of characters in book four and then didn't touch the other characters at all. And now you're reading the story of the other characters of what took place during what happened in book four. And then like three quarters of the way through book five, they all meet back up again. And then, then the story progresses. That's, so each each forks meet and then continue. So yeah, I think if I watch the whole TV series and then let it sort of fade in my mind a little till I only have yeah. an idea of the general shape of it and then read the books, I think that will help me keep the books, you know, get, get through the books and know what's going on enough. I'll tell you right now, and I think I said before, don't even read the first book because it's exactly there's very little differences there's I've minor d- differences but by the time I read that first book that first season will be so far in my I mind <laughs> that, that it'll be fine yeah but see the only bad thing that I find with it is that now and I might have mentioned this before is that when I read the book because I watched the show first and then started the books I have a, a set vision when I read of the characters and the way they talk, you know, all their mannerisms, the way that everything looks in the world, instead of, of reading it first and come up with my own picture in my head of what Westeros and Essos should, should look yeah. like. And it's, it's very, very different in the books because the characters are significantly younger. Yes, than they, they are on the show. Like Jon Snow is 14 years old, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Ari, I think, is like 11 or 12 when the book starts. Uh, yeah, something, something, if that, maybe even ten. Well, Rickon and Bran, I think, are like three and five. Who gave this creepy? Well, like thirty-nine years <laughs> old is an is a ripe old age in West. I think Ned is supposed to be about thirty-nine hmm. in book one, obviously, and only book one. 
<laughs> he might have gotten a couple more weeks. That out was of still my biggest. Ned's that was my dead, biggest baby. Shit moment of the entire series. Because mm. I just assumed he was going to be the star throughout. He's Sean Bean, you know, he's yeah. going to die. <laughs> that was before I realized the curse of Sean Bean. You just have I'll, to realize how expensive it is, too. <laughs> yeah. Although Sean Bean lived in Jupiter Ascending, although he, you, you thought he was dead. Mm. My, head, my son had sent me a cartoon of, of George R.R. R. Smith, and he's, like, at the table with all these action figures, and he's just slamming them together and killing them. That's it. I mean, uh, that's what I've completely decided that this whole endeavor of his is about. Is It's basically George R.R. R. Martin versus every high school bully that maybe ever picked on him. Or any it's of, it's kind of a troll in a way, <laughs> and the TV show's picked up on that, and I think the P- TV show definitely trolls... For, for attention, but at the same time, it's really well written and really well acted. Like it's it's trash. It's it's soap opera stuff, but it's elevated because it's written so well. And man, all the actors are, for the most part, you know, some are better than others. But the the key players are really great. And then oh, they yeah. pull out the character actors from. You know, I mean, you got Diana Rigg now and oh, yeah. and Jonathan Price. We really oh, see he's so her. good. Yeah, that was very sweet. So mellowly yeah. evil in the in this. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should touch on that storyline because it's is a he, huge one. Is he evil? I think so. Or is he oh, just yeah. biased? Oh, I don't believe. So. No, 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 no. I, I'll get. I, I got thoughts on that too. I think he's. I think that whole. It's a sect. It's a repressive sect that actually gets off on you know. Uh, they, uh, they're a little little sadistic, and I think they they have the perverse pleasure of uh, punishing the rich and stuff. It's, you know, it's it's Occupy Extreme. They're, they're power tripping for <laughs> sure. Occupy Restros. <laughs> I mean, basically, any it's it's to survive in Westeros, you basically just have to be so primally Machiavellian mm. that even to play the Game of Thrones, even as a religion, you know, well, they're a religion play that like game. is actually seeking power. There's no way he's not aware of his. I mean, the way he he manipulate. I mean, it's definitely a play on the Inquisition. The oh, way yeah. oh, that, yeah. you know you elicit a, a confession and use it for political gain, and then Cersei uses her confession to jab back at the same time so it's this whole you know they they come to a little agreement it's like okay i'll confess to this and this and this and i'm not going to confess to this and you know blah 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 and then it all works out and it's like all right well now you get to walk naked through the the yeah the The whole season is why would he allow that the high sparrow does not seem like a foolish man that's that was a dumb thing to do why would you shame her and allow her to get back to where her power base is so that she could potentially take revenge? He's a little too confident, I think. I yeah, think he yeah. thinks he's I think he's got her brain he thinks that he's got her brainwashed and that So she he thinks that she thinks her name is Reek. He yeah, he thinks he broke her. He thinks he broke her and showed her who's boss. Yeah, and he doesn't and, realize and she acknowledged who's boss at the time, but that was just to get her back into the castle, you know. Yeah, she still has to stay on trial. But, but I mean, we, that's we, think, we, we don't even know really how powerful the Faith Militant is at this point. They might be such a force that they're just like, we're all out of fucks to give. We've got the swords. And I mean, this whole We're going to see that woman's face removed at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Zombie Mountain's going to have a nice little, you know, 
mayhem crusade before. before Zombie uh, Mountain wants to be happy, and Zombie Mountain cannot be happy until all of her yeah. <laughs> enemies. Have, and she made yeah. a lot of she she found a lot of enemies between <laughs> there and the castle. Oh, you know, yes. yeah, so yeah. Zombie Mountain be, Bane is is, is not he's going to be busy. <laughs> I feel a Doctor Bill song coming on with that Zombie Mountain Bane. In the book. In the book, they don't know for sure if that is Zombie Mountain or not. No. I, yeah, like, I they, they're, like they're, they're talking about who he is or what's going on, but they're not really so sure. I, that's that's at least what I understand. That's, again, we've gone beyond what I've read. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it may it's be pretty parts obvious. Of, it might be parts of the mountain, but yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> well, the whole season is uh, one of the, the main threads is Cersei, the continuing, you know, fall of Cersei. Um, in light of you know the absence of Tywin Lannister to protect her, and it, the, the whole season even starts off with like one of the first flashbacks I think they did with her consulting you know an oracle, essentially as a kid and being told a prophecy that she wasn't real happy with. Um, yeah. Basically, that all her shits can you know all her kids are gonna die. She's gonna be replaced by a younger queen. You know, bad tidings ahead and. Uh, and it's all sort of coming into play right now. Yeah, and talk about epic failure as she decides to arm, you know, the religious extremists. And you can't, as many politicians have shown us over the uh, years, you kind of backfires on you. Yeah, you shouldn't throw those stones when your house is made of glass itself. And uh, yeah, those skeletons can come out to haunt you when you give someone the power to find them. And of course, she should have known from the get-go. She knew that. Um, her other Nephew. incest buddy, uh, Lancel uh, Lannister, you know, had joined the freaks and uh, not the good freaks, the bad freaks. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that she should have known somewhere along the line that uh, he was going to make a confession to the wrong person. And um, yeah, the Lannisters have a couple skeletons in their closet, to say the least. <laughs> Are you a good freak? Or a bad freak. Are you a good witch or a bad witch? I like that. <laughs> so, yeah, we finally get to see uh, Cersei's Walk of Shame. Shame! One of the most vile characters in Game of Thrones, and I felt sympathy for her, so it was... It was well done by all involved. I was, I was, I was, I was actually rooting for her revenge. I'm like, oh my yeah. god! Oh Jeez. yeah, get, want, get him, well, get him, get him, get him! Shame, shame, and again, shame! That's, that's where they gotta, turn around. Got to be. She should hire, a, you know, a Bolton to take care of her. In my opinion, I was, uh, I was feeling for her until she got in the arms of the mountain <laughs> and she just shot that look, and it's like, shame. No, oh, no. <laughs> nope. Sympathy gone. Oh, no, sympathy's gone, but the thing is, I think they made, you know... They, the, well, they made the it, faith militant look even worse, skeevier than... Worse than her, you know? Yeah, yeah. So now, anything that she does to the... Anything that happens bad to the religious cult, I'm all rooting for, you sure. know, no matter who sends it that way, you know? Shame! I want to see them get theirs, and uh, that's also the wonderful thing about this show, is you have sympathy for everybody, but, you know, at the same time, Everyone's sometimes you forget person. you want to see them get theirs, but when they get theirs, you go, oh, yeah, well, yeah, they kind of had that coming, <laughs> if not yeah. worse. Yeah. And as I understand it, that walk of shame scene, by the way, was a body double with her face pretty well CGI'd onto it. Yeah, I've heard some people bitching about it, and I didn't really catch 
it. I thought it was a pretty good job. I mean, are they kidding? I thought it was a pretty good job. You know, I've, I've watched, what are you, you going to complain about? Well, I know. I mean, I've, I've as far as researching the CGI look, I've watched it like eight times now. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Just to make sure. Just, I mean, just for technical purposes. You are really a CGI double. researcher. It, indeed, and uh, <laughs> I'm diligent. And uh, yeah, no, I, I was okay with it. You know, maybe I just wasn't looking at the head neck area. I don't know. It's <laughs> just weird. It's just it's just weird. Like the the why it's like well, you know, I'm still going to appear on national television naked. Yeah, nah, it's not tense and purposes, but it's technically it's not me, or you know whatever, man. They need to get over their hang-ups. Yeah, <laughs> but at, yeah. The sa- at the same time, if you found that scene erotic, yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs> yeah, really, really something do. about them throwing poo on somebody that may takes away some of the sexual aspect. Yeah, it really. Of well, maybe for, for you, sir, but there's certainly a whole. <laughs> Areas of the dedicated that to that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a nice touch that that she, as she's walking, she keeps looking up at the castle. You know, it's like yep. you know, you know yep. she she has so far to go, and you know it's still so far away. And you know, you have all the uh, the guys jumping out, <laughs> opening their robes. Yeah. It's yeah. harder. It's it's harder. Yeah, it's I know. There's two like actual dicks in that in that scene. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, they're, those are CGI. <laughs> those are CGI. Yeah. CGI dogs. But I mean, Lena Headey is you know gets all the awards because I mean her only instrument in that scene really is her face, and she just sold it. She starts off, you know, head held high and trying to keep her pride, and by the time it's done, she's just a shell, and she just fucking nailed it. I mean, it was. Shame. Felt so shame. long and so painful. Shame. Yeah, it was pretty powerful. She's got to go. Bell shame has <laughs> got to get got. Shame. Come back, shame. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> he can't. He's dead. <laughs> so there ended the story of Cersei for uh, season five. Um, so should we talk about Jamie? Jamie. Um, it, it's just weird. I mean. The Jamie and Braun show was great. That was some, some good enta- entertainment there. Um, it had a lot of good witty moments, uh, as always, with Braun and anybody. Um, Finally found a good use for his new hand when he stops that sword. <laughs> yeah, that oh, was yeah. a great moment. That, oh. was a kinda, that kind of reminded me of, like, Evil Dead Bruce Campbell style, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. hey, wait and It's like he hadn't thought of it. He's like, hey, I can, <laughs> this doesn't hurt. It comes yeah. in handy. I just, uh, yeah, like I've said before, Jamie is one of those characters where I had that total reversal on what I thought of him. And it's like I I could watch a whole season just with what's going on with him now because, yeah, he's got some issues, but he's so entertaining to watch. You fight pretty good for a little girl. Bron Bron reminds me of a character right out of Conan the Destroyer. Sure. Yeah, he's just yeah. He's the you know. He's having fun, you know. He's the of all the characters on the show, yeah, Braun is the one you want to be. Yeah. 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 He's got the poison girls like climbing up his tip. Apparently, oh. bad pussy. Yeah. Um, apparently, he needs bad pussy. Which that was good that girls, line. Would like I love the look pussy. he gave her afterwards. He just gave her this look of like a nod of just like you are correct, ma'am. Yeah. 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 Assessment. <laughs> You're my kind of crazy. Let's hook up sometime. 
<laughs> What's going to happen now, though, is is Bashir going to do anything, or is he going to just sit in his little wheelchair and not care? I, gotta, oh, I, I love geez. seeing him again. And uh, me too. I got everyone's bitching about Dorn. Dorn you know, they didn't do anything with Dorn, but I, there's got to be a lot of Dorn coming up next season because I mean, we're basically the Red Keep's going to go to war with Dorn. You would think uh, after they delivered Dead Marcella. And uh, or maybe but they see, won't. You know, maybe the know ship's going to turn right back around, and Jamie will be a hostage. I don't know what the hell's going to happen in that. Situation. Or maybe maybe Braun lifted some of the antidote or something because yeah. he knows about. Could you, know, you know, I mean, we don't know definitively that she's dead yet, <laughs> right. although it appears so. That's well, the, book, that's the the prophecy too, though. Mm-hmm. Book book wise, the way it left off, um, I I don't know if there's anything beyond this, but um, she. There was an attack, and I think she gets she got cut by a sword in on her face, but she's still alive. So I don't really know what her final disposition is in the book right now either. So she has the family facial scar like Tyrion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although Tyrion, the book, he has no nose either. Yeah, and uh, isn't he also missing part of his ear? Uh, possibly. I, I think. I think. I think he lost his nose and a big por- a big chunk of his ear. Yeah, at the at the Blackwater. Yeah, but uh, you know, I mean, from a storytelling point of view, they they definitely kind of finished it off with Marcella. You know, she she expressed her acceptance of Jamie and her mother being together and how she was oh, happy. Yeah. And it was well, like, it was okay, so sad. She pretty it's much like, finished no, her arc. Yeah, no, of course, well, that's doomed her. You know, there was happiness for a moment, and the only innocent person. You know, one of the very few innocent people on the show had to go. <laughs> it's the law. If you think this has a happy ending, you haven't been paying attention. Yeah, they, they were. Yeah, they they got rid of a bunch of innocent people in the last like two episodes. They make uh, Tomen <laughs> more more inept in the book than he even is here because basically he's younger and he just plays with his cats. Who's this? <laughs> Tomen. Tomen. Oh, yeah. Sarah Pounce? Yeah, Sir Pounce. <laughs> it's his name one of the cats. <sighs> yeah, so he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's got a little bit more meat in the show, and I get, you know, because he actually had sex with uh, Marguerite. <laughs> Who's also still, at the end of the season, still in a dungeon with Loras, apparently. So Yeah, so were, I guess she, she lasted longer than... Of, uh, uh, Cersei's crusade. She's lasted longer than Cersei. Well, who knows Possibly. what? I mean, the dis- disposition—they were just kind of like on trial. I don't think they had. Yeah. Now, they, do you see just, a? I, do you see a holy alliance? Do you see her, Cersei somehow bust Cersei getting her? I was thinking of that. Diana yeah. Rigg and busting her out and being like, "Look, I don't like you. You don't like me, but we both hate them." Yeah, bingo. Sure. Get Patrick McNee. Oh no, no. To bust them out. He's dead, right? Yes. Yeah, I think so. It's. It's hard to tell. There's so many people that are dying lately. It's very sad. That's very sad. what old people in, do, guys. In, Dick Dick Van Patten died today. Yeah, I yeah. thought he was already dead also. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's what I'm really. saying. A lot of these guys <laughs> oh. are, I mean, I don't mean to be cold-hearted. Cold-hearted, but they're in their 80s, you know, so it's yeah, just it's, like. No, he, Dick was in like his 70s, and then, you know. No, 86. 86? Was it like complications yeah. of diabetes? 86 is a perfect year to die, right? 86 uh, is not sorry. enough. Yeah, no. Bill, what did he die of? <laughs> I think it was diabetes complications. Uh, okay, well, you don't want to get Dick Van Patten, so. <laughs> well, Rick Dukeman died of diabetes, and he, he 
he was like 62. Well, you're 86, and yet you Wilford just Brimley die goes of being on. 86. And Wilford Brimley, <laughs> he won't grow old and he won't ever die. I mean, I think after a certain point, like, after 80, can't we just, like, died of old it, age, folks? James Horner remember? is more sad because yeah, it's like yeah, a plane yeah. crash, you know, that sort of thing. It's not like he got old and died. It's just that's how the wheel is. Do you think the soundtrack to Titanic was playing when it crashed? That? Oh. God. See, I don't want to be cold-hearted or... Luckily, or, by or the time this gets it. produced, those won't be too soon jokes, but... But, but <laughs> as of the know, recording, they are. <laughs> how many how many of these plane crashes do we have to hear about before these rich people say, you know what, I'll just take a regular commercial airline? I bet you a lot of them are going, like, if I go out, I'm going out and my I'll go out my plane, that's okay. If I'm going to die, let it happen while there's still some of me left. You think anybody dies of diabetes in Westeros? Diabetes. <laughs> I don't know they if they live that long. To. I don't know about diabetes, but but Bashir has the gout. The That's gout. his problem. That's why he's yeah. in the wheelchair. How is much sugar gout? can you get? Out? Sugar is probably you know a treat for the rich. It's probably only like rich people who would get diabetes. They'd only live. live no, because you can like uh, carbs. You can build up sugars from other foods, fruits. That, yeah, they're, they're getting it through bread. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if all yeah. you have to eat is bread, you're you're probably susceptible. <laughs> Said the team of medical experts on the show today. Yes, yes. We're all we're all into the actual medical issues in in Westeros. We've all I think had these medical issues. I think We're I think uh, metal time. poisoning is probably the biggest cause of death in Westeros. <laughs> yeah, lead poisoning actually. Lead poisoning, yeah, or yeah. steel poisoning, bronze poisoning. <laughs> yeah, you don't see anybody walking around with VD in Westeros. Oh, I think if you hung out long enough at uh, Baelish's. Well, it's, bar hood, but it's gone Baelish's, now. Baelish's Bar and Grill. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Where uh, you can have reek the, sausage. That establishment has been closed, apparently, by the faith militants. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. But I think we didn't really well, see couldn't that the Mad King? Of... Couldn't the Mad King have had, you know, some sort of VD that, that ate his brain away or something, you know? Probably all the inbreeding anyway. That, too. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't help, really. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Where were we? It's we haven't class, really seen you know. much of. We haven't seen much of Littlefinger. I mean, he kind of orchestrated the whole Ramsay Snow Sansa marriage thing, um, and just kind of disappeared off into the you know the ether, and which is what Littlefinger's best at. He's best at setting up disasters and getting out of their way, kind of. Uh, that's, oh, that's I don't even want to. I don't even want to go into the differences between book and show on that because that's really uh, it makes my head hurt. <laughs> now, in the, in the preseason, you know. Teasers, they said something about you know Sansa stops being a pawn in the Game of Thrones and learns how to play herself. How yeah, did she do that by getting raped? Yeah, I didn't really see that happening yeah. yet. <laughs> I didn't yeah. really see her end the season in a position of power at all. Uh, she does as a book. She's much better portrayed. She's per- much better portrayed in the book in that aspect, and she's not even married to Ramsay Snow in the book. She's. Um, that's where I said it makes my head hurt because Littlefinger's going to marry her off to somebody else in order to solidify his hold on the Aerie because after um, what's-her-name gets pushed out the moon door, after he I pushes see. her out, then he has to yeah, – thank you. He has to solidify the hold on it. and That's where I thought it was going because that would make the most sense to me. That's like apparently the most impenetrable fortress – 
in Westeros, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, why yeah, not but unfortunately, when winter comes, they have to abandon the they have to abandon the area because of the cold. Because remember, it was already snowing up there, and winter hadn't even started. So because in I have read in the book to where they have to leave. They have to leave the area, or they're going to be stuck up there, and they're, they're going to die because it's so cold. There's yeah, no way little, to little live. Little finger up there. will pop up in Dorne next season, probably just chilling in the sun and making <laughs> shit down there. But in in the book, they have a uh, now. I know you're going to go what when I say this. They have Arya Stark is marrying Ramsay Snow, right? But but it's not Arya. It's Jenny Poole, who was one of, uh, like, the handmaidens when they went to um, when they went to the Red Keep to begin with. And, I, and, she, and they're pawning her off as Arya in order to try to have the Bolton cement their hold on the North, being, you know, just like they did in the show. But it's with the fake. And the only person that knows it's fake, other than obviously the ones that have arranged it, which is the Boltons, um, is uh, uh, Theon realizes that the Arya that shows up at Winterfell is not Arya. So, and that's as far as I've gotten with that development. So that's that's kind of what's going on. See, that that makes me realize and understand why the show condenses kind of stories like that, or you know, swaps some people out because that made me oh, yeah. hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that's why I've that really had like to slow five down people's because... names, and and I have no clue who any of them were now. So right. <laughs> so I can see why the, uh, the I think the show for dumbing it down for me I guess. So we all hoping that Sansa is dead when she hit the uh, the ground after she jumped off because she mean, still sucks as a character. Uh, well, yeah, but I mean it's impossible. She probably landed on Theon and broke him, and uh, what was left? He's already him. broken. Yeah, he's way broken, and he probably thanked her oh, as he man. died. Um, Let me tell you the way they they describe stuff that they do that they've done the Theon in the book is w- way worse than they've done in the show because he's lost a he's lost a few fingers and he's actually begged Ramsay to cut his fingers off because what they do is that he'll flay flay the skin off of the finger like as a as a torture and just oh, leave it leave it yeah not yeah. just like exposed to the air until he begs him to chop the finger off. Well, there's so much more you can do with, you know, pages in a book as far as description of... Well, the TV is still pushing the envelope. They're, yeah, they're, they, they're taking they're what they... are doing a good job at it. <laughs> they've had a few... Fla- they haven't shown people getting flayed, but there's been a few people flayed and, you know... Mm-hmm. They're, yeah, they've they've definitely set some some bars on all kinds of stuff... The exploitation movie has now become mainstream, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, as someone who likes exploitation movies, it's just like, this is like stuff that was hard RX during the 70s, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's not quite sallow or something, or, or <laughs> something yeah. like that, yeah. but it's, it's getting there, you know? Yeah, give them time. I think they're Once just they start eating <laughs> shit, I am not watching the show. Yeah, it was close. It came close, and, you know... <laughs> but uh, who else we got left? Well, we should talk about uh, d- the dragon rider Danny. We finally get to see well, uh, Danny and John are the two big ones. Yeah, and uh, we finally got to see Drogon come back. And uh, as I said, this is the scene we were talking about earlier that I did not see coming. Uh, Danny has reopened the fighting pits in Marine, and um, Jorah 
you know, actually wormed his way into one of the arenas she was watching over and he got banished again. You know, way to go, friend zone. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and he, you know, of course, gets back in the, in the fighting game and is in the, uh, the big, big arena fighting pits, um, with, you know, the, basically the Super Bowl of, of gladiator games in Marine. And, um, all of a sudden, you know, amidst the games, uh, uh, a little rebellion pops up, and there's the Sons of Harpy again. And uh, seems like just, a good size rebellion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was pretty much over. I mean, they it, it almost ended with it ended with Tyrion and uh, you know uh, Dario and um, Danny and her well her her well her fiance got his throat slit you know in his chair. Oh, Thank God. Done. And Jorah, I mean, Jorah saved Danny, basically. He, he, all of a sudden, he's fighting, and all of a sudden, he chucks a spear at Danny. I'm just like, uh, what? Oh, yeah. And he's killing, you know, a conspirator behind her. And so Jorah saves the day, and it ends up with all of them in a circle waiting to be consumed by, you know, the Sons of the Harpy. And um, all of a sudden, here comes uh, fire from the sky, death from above. Drogon's back and burning motherfuckers. Smoke on the water, <laughs> exactly. fire Saves in the sky. But he takes some hits. He takes some hits and, um, you know, a few spear uh, wounds. And Danny climbs on his back and and off they we go. We all came over from Westeros. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was about fucking time for her to ride one of those dragons. Yeah, and uh, then uh, the last episode, she ends up uh, landing, uh, I guess, probably near her old stomping grounds when she was with Carl Drogo. And uh, yeah, not necessarily, because there's the multiple clans of Dothraki, right? Right, but I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. long story short, there's a whole shit well, ton of Dothraki coming at her at the end of well, the her, oh, yeah, I think her. they're joining her army immediately. I think she's going to win them over in a second. Well, I don't she know about that. They blame her for... Her. Yeah, for Carl Well, Drago. no, because Carl Drago, but they would have all split up and started their own, you know, um, tribes and everything. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be a... You're a glass half full, or, yeah, glass half full kind of guy, Bill. That stuff just doesn't happen in Westeros, in Essos. <laughs> it can happen. It could happen. Either that, they're all going to rape her. Keep the faith. Oh, oh, Bill. No, no. <laughs> Episode hey. one of the next season. Yeah. Yeah. yeah next. <laughs> next. <laughs> Jesus. You got horses in line. Right, right. Well, we laugh. We're joking about that horribly, but but that could happen. Yeah, and it's it's really raising the ire of some groups out there. They're taking it. I think they're going to get ready to, to like, do something to her, and Drogo will come back in, and then they'll all, (gasps) and they'll bow before her, and, you know, Khaleesi, blah, 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 blah. That's my prediction. Well, she dropped a ring, so that that's setting up somebody's fire. Is going to find yeah, that. That's, yeah. That means that that over miles and miles of area. I know they're, they're going to find that ring. Well, there will be a big circle around it where everybody, yeah, where all the grass, is stopped, and, except for yeah. like a ten foot diameter. So that might be where they might check out that center of the. So and there'll be a lot of horse shit. Oh, <laughs> that too. Yes. <laughs> So that's that's where we left Danny at the end of the season, and I guess we're on to the the late but probably not Jon Snow, who you know came back from his field trip with the Wildlings and negotiating that shit. 
And uh, well, it wasn't a trip to the fucking aquarium, dude. No, it was a a trip to winter hell because uh, as he's trying to rally, you know, some of the wildlings to the cause, and he got some of them. um, All of a sudden, here comes this weird-looking avalanche, and uh, yeah, next thing you know, it's like um, World War Z, the movie, and ice zombies climbing over shit and eating people and. Yeah, real fun. I mean, just an amazing, amazing scene. Tens of thousands of them, the biggest army in the world. Of carnage. Yeah, pretty awesome. <laughs> it was a little like Army of, of Darkness. The Walking Dead. Yeah, and we get to see the Knights King again. Yeah, The Walking Dead meets Restoros. It meets uh, our, come on, there's some Army of Darkness with the skeleton heads sticking yeah. their heads through like, ah, no, sort of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, there's some <laughs> Sam Raimi nods in there, sure. And just, just an amazing last scene when he comes out and just raises his arms and all the yeah. dead rise. He raised his hands, and they all stood up at once. Yeah, you're, you're feeling, and the look on uh, Kit Harrington's face during that, and just the interaction during that. Because we also find out that apparently Valerian Steel can kill a walker, in a white walker. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how those dragons are going to come into play. Mm-hmm. But uh, just the look on his face, and, and that's the overwhelming feeling. It's just like, wow, Westeros is Fucked <laughs> if we don't get some dragons over in this motherfucker. Now, um, another thing that's in the book that I don't think is in the show and I haven't noticed is that when they capture Mance Raider, Mance Raider, oh, sorry, when they ca- capture Mance, in the book he has a horn uh, that he had found in a grave and it's a horn that can shatter the wall. I don't think that's been mentioned in the show. I don't remember ever actually no. seeing that. So Spoilers. that's... So there's there's like a and I'm oh hello call. yippee ah uh, shit it's the horn it's shattering the wall <laughs> hold on guys I'm going mute <laughs> talk amongst yourselves he's gone mute you see I don't I don't understand the the whole logic of the people who oppose Jon Snow for his strategy of of taking in the wildlings because it's just pure pragmatism of well it's fundamentalism on their part that's the only thing that they know yeah, so that's what they're going to the keep black going. brothers they've been fighting them for you know black brothers yeah but at the same time you you know if you're going to if you're going to fight an enemy that takes on the people that that it kills you might want to try to mitigate that you know mitigate the size of the army and when you but the- but now you're, 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 you're trying to talk sense, you know. And, yeah. People at the wall it's don't like survival. Really know and appreciate the White Walkers. Most of them have That's been true. seen that. So they're not aware of that enemy. So all they know is Jon Snow is bringing in the people they've been battling for so long. Like Ali, as despicable as what he did to Jon Snow is. It's understandable. He, he's, you know, the, the, the wildlings killed his family and made him watch. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I totally understand him doing that, especially at the age that he's at, you know. Mm-hmm. And with, and also, I'm sure there's been people in his ear, you know, ever since Jon Snow took control. So, how's it feel to be friends with the most hated man in Castle Black? I would have Still, liked to see. I, I gotta Jon- say though, the the Night's Watch, you know, not being, you know, not really believing the full weight of the threat of the the White Walkers is is kind of lame and kind of stupid. 
Because, I mean, they just saw an army of friggin'. Well, there's a reason that thousands. wall's there and they're there, you know? Right, but I mean, they, they've also just seen giants and mammoths coming at them. And, if, and the giants and mammoths were running from the White Walkers. Right. That really should kind of tell you something. <laughs> that but, if something's worse than giants and mammoths, you might better get ready for it. It's just going to be one of those things that are not going to wise up until it's almost too late. Well, yeah, like but I, I don't know if it's been explained in the show as much that there's supposed to be some type of magic in the wall that prevents, at least in the book, that say that there's magic in the wall that prevents the dead from being able to cross it. Right. And that was that was the whole thing of finding the horn that they would it, shatter but the wall. See, they haven't really gone there at all. So I mean, all we know as far as show watchers is that these fuckers could just keep rolling south. Well, that's you know, yeah. that's really that's, all that's been said. That's generally yeah. what is. Just assumed by, I, and I guess you shouldn't assume anything with this show, but that's sort of assumed when they introduce them that, like, look, <laughs> if they can't get across the wall, then it's just, then why worry about them at all? It's all about the, you know, the soap opera of all the rulers in, in you know, south of the wall. So, you know, you know that they're <laughs> getting over the wall somehow. Or over I mean, maybe through, this artifact under, got lost over the years, and because why even if the wall stops, and why even bother manning the wall? Just man. Isn't there some place where it stops at water or something that they can just like row around? Yeah, but did, yeah, but did you notice right. that they that they didn't follow them in the water? And I wonder if the they water can't go like cats. Yeah, yeah. So I was wondering that too. Why they why they didn't pursue them? When they got in the boats, and then I think yeah, they just—I think I think it was a, a fucking dick measuring contest. I think you know. I think he was just I, like, I, "Yeah, hey, take a look at this. All right, see you later. Go tell your friends." Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's and and there's something that they they notice something about Jon Snow, or at least we're led to believe that. And if he really stays dead, then it was just a big old red herring. But uh, so the little kid's name was Ollie, right? Yeah. Yep. Fuck Ollie. So I wanted to see Jon Snow go, like Stan Laurel, Oliver Hardy. Yeah, I know what you're saying, man. I know what you're saying. Yeah, man, that was a lot of blood. I thought you were going to go for the Kuklan friend. Jon Snow did not benefit by following the Godfather advice of keep your uh, friends close and your enemies closer. No, not at all. That didn't work so well for him. Well, and the the maester that died at the beginning of the season was trying to tell him something. He's, he was telling him to kill the boy. He meant Ollie. <laughs> yeah, that guy, that maester, he was he was 39 years old. We thought it was a metaphor for growing up. No, it's like, you better kill that fucking boy, yeah. man. <laughs> well, book-wise, the maester leaves. Um, Sam goes to become a maester, and he takes Gilly with him, and he takes uh, Master Eamon as well. Gilly stays here, then she'll die. And the baby that she named after me will die. And Master Eamon gets sick on the boat trip because the you know he's going to Sam's going to go forge his chain, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, his maester chain, and uh, it's on the boat on the way that he has sex with Gilly. He uh, he doesn't get beaten up defending him um, in the book like he did here. You know what the Citadel they'll make you swear off women too. Oh, they'll bloody try. So, so yeah, Ma- Ma- Master Eamon didn't die there. He died late, late, later on, shipboard. Um, and uh, but yay Sam, you know, hero of uh, yeah. fat nerds like me and Sam Gamgee-ish characters Woo! everywhere. Um, yep, Sam got the goods. And uh, I love his last scene with Jon Snow, too, where he's just like, you know, he kind of 
tells Johnny got laid, and he's just like, you had the shit beat out of you. How'd you even manage that? He's just like, very carefully. Just been beaten off to death. How did you? Very carefully. And he's like, well, at least the end of the world's working out for somebody. <laughs> it's a great line. Great lines. I'm glad the end of the world's working out well for someone. Well, John's a real dick to, um, to Gilly because in the book, um, Mance Raider has a son. I don't remember. I think that was touched on in the show. And with M- Melisandre wanting to burn anybody that has king's blood in them, um, um, John makes Gilly take Mance's son and leaves her son in place of the quote-unquote – yeah, he does a real dick move in the book. Well, they He's, portrayed him as a harsh. I mean, he he ended up killing one of his rivals early on in the season, wasn't that the season? Oh, that was he, great. Yeah, yeah. Was, I mean, the the real douchebaggy guy who used slint. I used to be King's Guard at King. You know, I'm, or, a, I'm afraid. I'm always afraid. Chop. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was gorgeous, and and it was what he had to do. You know, that was another Ned Starkish moment that uh, you you know the person who passes the sentence should swing the sword it was a nice call back to that and uh, well of course it, 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 he could have like given the guy another chance but as soon as the guy started no. talking about being weak and cowardly it's just like oh no you've sort of forced my hand i got off yeah out of principle kind of ironically enough he kind of learned that lesson from uh what is it, alistair thorne uh-huh. who used to be you know who got deposed as commander you know or got outvoted oh, as commander about the big swerve with um, at the beginning of what was it the last episode previously on Game of Thrones and they show is his uncle Benjamin. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, little, oh hey, maybe yeah, we're going to see Benjamin. Mm-hmm. You know, oh we found one that, that, that saw your uh, saw that saw your uncle and there's the big cross there, whatever traitor. What? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, as soon as they kind of pulled that. In the show, I, I didn't think we were actually going to see Benjamin. I pretty much saw where that oh, was, was going. It was total. Well, it was total never... the like frat house where they're like, "Dude, dude, yeah. wake up! The pizza's here! Come on!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you were never meant to think that was Benjamin. You were meant to think that was a wildling who said he saw Benjamin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I know, yeah. I know. But like you know, it was thinking, "Oh well, maybe we're going to get some resolution. We're going to find out what happened." But no, no, no. It was just a trick. <laughs> For the watch. 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 Yeah, that's usually the previously seen on is a negative because it gives gives away some stuff that you're going to kind of see. In this one, it was great as a red herring. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And what was the other part of it? I, I forgot, actually. But there was something in there, too, that was kind of a red herring or at least a tie-in to earlier in the show. I forget exactly what it was, though. Yeah, I know there was a second one, but I don't remember what it was. I don't recall. I don't watch the previously on. But I mean, I enjoyed the whole season uh, pretty well. I said it, it had some good buildup, I thought. And I, I don't know what we missed from the Dorn story because I'm not a book reader to be pissed off enough about, you know, that. Well, I mean, the, slighted, well, the, Dorn, the Dorn story was pretty much, it was basically touched upon. There's uh, the Sand Snake chicks 
The only real difference is they all get imprisoned in like a certain tower, and that's what uh, Bashir's doing with them. And mm-hmm. um, there's uh, there's an attempt made on Marcella's life, uh, and that's all I really know about what's going. That's all I've read so far. Well, I just so. figure. I mean, if we want to do some uh, predictions for next season, I mean, I think we've got to see some kind of war between you know one of the Spanish and the English, Dorn and uh, King's Landing, or whatever's left of King's Landing. <laughs> I knew I that figure... bitch. I knew that bitch had poisoned her as, as soon, soon as she, she gave her that deep oh, kiss. Oh yeah, that, that was deep so kiss. Kiss, and I'm like, that, de- was, yeah, oh, that was man. a fuck you kiss too. It was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that was pretty well telegraphed. <laughs> but I mean, it was uh, you know. Well, that and any kind of happy resolution of a plot line is, you know, a, a sure red shirt moment. Or temporary, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <That's... laughs> Marcella had the red shirt on in that scene. The uh, Lannisters must die. So, I mean, what's going to happen? We basically got, you know, uh, Jamie and Bronn on, and his dead daughter on, uh, I'm assuming, a Dornish ship headed to King's Landing with the fiancé who's probably going to be pretty pissed off at Ilaria or... Who knows? I don't have any thoughts about that except there's going to be. Can Jamie go back with the the body of his dead daughter? Who is... Yeah, that's uh, not going to go over well. Uh, meanwhile, Cersei's well, the gonna... body of his dead daughter. He could he could without being like he could, just saying. Look, somebody poisoned my daughter. They're going to know who poisoned his daughter. Oh yeah, and she's I mean, already on no shaky question. ground anyway. So he could start well, them tearing each other apart. You know. I, I have my theories that I think maybe, uh, you know, Bashir there and uh, Ilaria were actually in on it anyway, and the whole, you know, redemption and swear you're loyal to me. Was that witnessed by, like, either Jamie or Bronn? I can't even remember. Kiss? Like her, Yeah, her kissing his ring. No, her kissing no, the Dornish that was King's like, ring. No, that was all, so. like, in-house. I, I was, like, down in oh, the okay. well, down in the, down in the palace. I yeah, thought that was by I, the dock. Hmm. I don't know. But maybe still, much, maybe the they're plotting together. And maybe, yeah, the you kiss, know, but the whole kissing his ring and Maybe loyalty. King of Dorne wanted uh, Marcella dead, too, or, you know, wants a reason to get back at the Lannisters, too. And, you know, doesn't, I don't, he doesn't strike me as that, because otherwise he would have been talking it up all season. <clears throat> and he has been very even keeled. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, you know, just my hopes for further bloodshed and mayhem. You know, I'm just kind of shooting it out there. Uh, what else can happen though? Cersei, Tommen may be even dead because I mean the prophecy is like all your children will die, and the last we heard about Tommen was he was locking himself away in the room and not eating. So you could open up next season with you know Cersei coming in and, away and discovering her son's corpse. You know, <laughs> in his oh, room. there was there was a scene in the book. Um, Sir Pounce feasting on it. Sir Pounce you know? eating. You. No, no, <laughs> when. When Tywin died, when they had his wake, apparently his corpse was all bloated and kept it. It stunk so bad that no, nobody would come in. Like there was no wake to come in and see it because they stunk up the whole, the whole chapel that it was in. Tyrion caught you know shot him mid shit. So <laughs> <laughs> kind of stayed in. They didn't really great uh, you know embalming. And he had like a smile. <laughs> the corpse had a smile on its face, and you know Cersei was all but you know. How dare they do that to my? And it was like because the way the skin was pulling back in the corpse, it was making him smile. So he was the victim of the joke. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Predictions? Uh, pain. Oh, I sorry. knew you were gonna say that. Well, Cersei's <laughs> gonna one way or another like 40 lay times, waste. By the way, <laughs> lay waste to the faith militant. I would expect. 
Um, I think Jon Snow is going to be brought back by Melisandre, and she's going to finally get to dork him. Yeah, Yeah, because, um, (laughs) what's his name? Um, well, uh, uh, yeah, because that uh, other guy they brought back. uh, They can do it like five times or something like that. Yeah, like five or six, like, yeah, in, in the books, that guy was brought back like six or seven times, and each time he loses a little something. Yeah. So and, yeah, well, yeah, and given the the <laughs> the bench plus, of this show, it'll plus, probably be Melisandre fucking dead Jon Snow to bring him back. You know? Yeah, uh, well, plus, right. plus we haven't in, gotten into any necrophilia yet. No, no. So you know they're due. They're, you have they're to have due. somewhere to go. Bookwise, yeah. a character we we haven't seen and apparently we're not going to see either is Lady Stoneheart. Yep. Which is uh, um, spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Which which is uh. Caitlin Stark come back from the dead, but only after she was thrown into the river and, you know, in a van down by the river where <laughs> she she floated in the river for like a couple of days and her corpse got all bloated and nasty. And then they brought her up, fished her out and brought her back to life. So she's pretty fucked up. She can't even talk in the book. She write like write stuff on notes and goes again, like, hey, 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 hey. again, I just like to point out uh, George R. R. Martin's <laughs> psychological uh, thoughts on this that all the beautiful people that he kills off he even brings them back as fat and bloated and ugly so good on that's you. why good on I've you, already been dead once that's why I look yeah. oh you know we did talk about Arya with uh, oh yes and sneaking in the, in the, the house of black and white sneaking in the whorehouse and um, Marin Trent Marin Trent right in the eyes Marin Trent Trent <laughs> I don't know. Younger. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh man. Younger. Yeah. You'll like, have a oh, fresh man. one for me tomorrow. As I was uh, <laughs> talking with Sarah, I, d- I didn't see. It was a narrative necessity, I guess, for them to go there. But I mean, they didn't really need to go there to make him evil enough to to make us sympathize. You know. I think George R. R. Martin goes. Ah, uh, could it have happened then? Yeah, probably did. All right, so yeah. I'll sh- I'll just show it. You know, it's just the, you know, base level. You know, it's he's he's. It's almost like he's like I'm going to put all the stuff that they just never would have put in anything. Not even like the Canterbury Tales or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that would have been the reality of that time period by necessity. Sort of. You know what it reminds me of? Monty Python: Life of Brian. You know, when Monty Python did historical stuff, they put a, you know, mushed a layer of shit over everything and <laughs> and didn't pull any punches as to how dirty and ugly and rotten it would be to be a peasant in those times. No, and that's, you know, that's what HBO's great at is, you know, is doing shows that, and it's, <laughs> so they, yeah, it's dirty that allow that. Ugly to be royal, too, in those times, too, you know, mm-hmm. still got a shit in a hole in the floor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they never show that, you know. We need, I don't know. So our first royal crapper. Well, I don't think there's ever been a royal crapper in TV or film history before this that I know of. No. Yeah. I'll have to check nope. in. They 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 acknowledge the ball movements. <laughs> the final frontier of. Yeah, well, we've been doing it for years. TV so edging this. Picked it up from us. We're ahead of the curve. Yeah, I've been doing bowel movements for years, too. One of our co-hosts actually has a toilet seat around his head on the screen pictures, so there you go. I'm not going to brag, but I was way ahead of that curve. (laughs) 
<laughs> I had my views, so. But Arya is, uh, well, Arya got in trouble because of uh, Marin, and uh, she wasn't supposed to kill him. A girl. Well, she flat out up. said her name. She's like, I am Arya Stark. I'm Arya Stark. Yeah, and she d- didn't kill the guy she was assigned to. But then we find out a little more mystical shit about, you know, Jagan Hagar and that he's who the fuck he really is. We have no idea at this point. Or who the fuck any of them are. They could all just yeah. be a faceless manifestation of their god, you know? Which is, I mean, I hope they give us a little more insight onto the mystical shit that's going on in there because I mean, it's it's one of the more interesting corners of it all is that we get to see the face, you know, the room of faces with all these people they've killed and collected their their faces to wear as masks when they go out to kill more people for the many face oh, guy. One of those. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I have? Come on, science. <sighs> <sighs> You know, yeah, we've been talking about it as far back as fucking 1960s television, Mission Impossible, and before that, you know. Oh, I wonder if they'll ever pull someone's face off and be like, I would have gotten away for it with it, too, if it wasn't. For- <laughs> 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 is it for those meddling Starks? <laughs> I thought that was a great scene, and I, I, lo- I love that she was. It, it's like the kung fu part of the story, you know, the grasshopper. Uh-huh. part of the story so she gets bl- you know she stabbed the guy's eyes out so maybe that's why she was blinded she's, yeah and now she's uh yeah the many-faced god stole a few more from me i'm glad he left me you I don't know. She'll be going to kick her out or continue her training forever. If that's just like uh, something, yeah, there's no way she's going to stay blind. Yeah. I don't know. She she still might be a you know she might end up being a daredevil like character. Yeah, don't know. Yeah, she was a lesson. She was blinded at the end of book four, but she didn't kill Marin Trent. Um, and then I haven't got caught back up with her storyline in the book to find out what's going on. Hmm. Do not know. Oh, anything we've missed? I mean, more predictions or thoughts or, I don't know. I don't really even want to go into the political shit of people bitching about the violence. Because apparently they thought, you know, Games of Thrones was fucking all sunshine. And don't know how they got five seasons into it and yeah. then started. To and all of a sudden started outraging. Yeah, it's kind of outrage of the day and uh, whatever. Until they... I told one person on an internet board, I'm just like, you know, you want to change things, get off the internet and find 10 million people to stop subscribing to HBO it's, or become the top executive of a cable channel. These are your options. It's, 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 it, it reminds me of, it reminds me of like how people are like, oh, people have a lot more, you know, oh, I'll eat this, this ugly cow, but like I would never eat a little gorgeous little puppy. It's the right. sort of thing like, yeah, there's been a lot of characters raped, but at the same time, maybe not any as sympathetic as Sansa. So it's like, okay, now there's outrage when Sansa gets raped as opposed to anybody else. And they ignore that that, that scene was shot as tastefully as you could possibly do such a thing. <laughs> as tastefully sure. as you're going to get for... I, right. Having them play it on Theon's face was 
worked out pretty damn well. well uh, yeah, the, the it, two- it made sense in a narrative fashion because we need a Theon redemption in a way, so that's going to be the catalyst for it in a way. Well, I think it also takes away from the the just the skill in which they they presented, you know, the the rape of a of a you know of a sympathetic character and the you know the sacrifice horrible sacrifice of burning alive the probably the most innocent character oh yeah the whole show yeah. you know oh, yeah, we've right after they'd had a warm fuzzy moment with her and her dad yeah you know, uh, like two episodes or the last episode before it where he was just like oh the- you are my daughter i love you you know see yeah. the onion go ahead Chris. the onion knight sent her away before Melisandre could uh, do that, he yeah. sent her and one of uh, Robert's—not Gendry, but a different bastard—sent um, them away before Melisandre could get her hands on them. Unfortunately, I hear from other characters in the book that the Onion Knight is dead and was beheaded, but I—I I haven't gotten where that he's still alive with what I'm reading. But it was through the, through other characters. So it may not be true that he's dead yet, but right. it's possible. Well, I just the way they took both of those scenes and they didn't show I mean, usually it's ruthless. You see the most horrible things happen whether it's a head getting crushed or whatever. They don't <laughs> show you the little girl, you know, getting consumed by flames. No. Well, they they showed what because the flames were like over his shoulder, blurred, so you couldn't really see. They showed more than enough of that scene. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, and yeah. her yeah, screaming yeah. was more but, than enough. But that's what they did. They, they in cutting away from it, they they did like they show showing you know Reek's face, and then you hear the screams, and then you see the reaction of. You know her mother, and finally oh, yeah. decides to be yeah when she realizes that she's fucked up <laughs> that it's just that it's you know and that it's just this is really happening, yeah, and I you're mean, you're realizing that as a viewer too, going holy shit they are going to burn, the kid uh, they are burning the kid, yeah. and then yeah, you yeah. just hear the screams and they don't and it wasn't much of a surprise because they've been kind of hinting at it and you know Melisandre will burn a motherfucker for no reason anyway. right but but to me uh, that was sort Melisandre will burn a bitch. That was that was towards more of something like could that be a a a, a rift between him and Melisandre, you know that and it appeared it, like it was going to be because right. she, she first suggested it but then all of a sudden it's snowing and everyone's starving and so she looked legitimately surprised that yeah. everything went bad yeah like she didn't expect that so she's not as all in the fall seeing infallible as she thinks well she i don't is. think me, uh, she may have interpreted her visions incorrect her vision still could technically i guess come true but you know just well, all she saw was bolton banners burning but it wasn't necessarily stannis who mm-hmm. got to burn them down mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so well oh uh one last character we didn't t- talk about who who finally got to fulfill a promise but in doing so, didn't see the fucking candle in the window. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Brienne. Yeah. Yeah, Brienne. I don't know that, and that would have been right when you needed her too. But I don't know if she really <laughs> would have been too much of a, a a help at that at that point. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, I say there's a good chance she finds Sansa and Theon at the bottom of the wall there in the snow. I like her you whole. Know, maybe they go from there. I like her whole Inigo Montoya. Thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you know, there's been a few of those in, in Game of Thrones yes. over the seasons. There was, you know, it usually was they don't end project. well. This one, fa- I'm like, get over, get the scene, get that, you know, get your whole little speech done quick and get his head off, or you're well, not going to get his head off because if you talk again, too long, they they cut away, you know, before we actually see the death blow on Stannis. Pretty um, sure it was a death blow, though. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> women fighting for him. I don't fight for the Boltons. I'm Brienne of Tarth. I was Kingsguard to Renly Baratheon. I was there when he was murdered by a shadow with your face. You murdered him with blood magic. I did. In the name of Renly of House Baratheon, first of his name, rightful king of the Andals and the First Men, lord of the Seven Kingdoms and protector of the realm, I, Brienne of Tarth, sentence you to die. Any last words? Go on, do your duty. And the, well, that's what the showrunners are saying, but I've also, you know, of course, the inevitable internet like uh, phrase is that some fans are saying, you know, Stannis is almost looking like there might be someone behind him. And I'm sure this is wishful thinking, but, uh, you know, who knows? It's this fucking show, who knows? You know, they, they've been actively trolling their own audience for a while now. That's true. Um, <laughs> and it works. But, so, yeah, it does. You know, that's what yes. we're doing here. Um Junkies to the last, and uh, <laughs> I, I want. I, I'm curious. I guess I could check it. See oh, if they actually have get, are, are losing viewers as time goes on. They keep. No, the last oh, I saw was no, like a no, record record yeah, viewers. Yeah, that's what I. Saw. So, all the outrage basically like huh. the usual few suspects Go on the internet, and uh, and they hate watch it. They actively admit that they <laughs> hate watch it. So, well. You are so oh, Howard Stern gets folks. half his audience, you know. Who cares? Right. They're listening, you know. <laughs> I just exactly. don't understand the point of watching something that you hate. No, I, I never got that. I, I've stuck I out shows that have gone downhill. 
I do, and I, I owe the world too, a few me- media masochists now that you're... Yeah, I mean, I, I watched all seven seasons of True Blood, so that gives you my tolerance level for horrible shit. Uh, I mean, not not horrible as in tragic, but I mean, horrible as in badly written and as cliche and... Yeah, well, well I, it, it was comes. a guilty that, pleasure all up until the yeah. last couple seasons, which I l- luckily bailed out on, but yeah. a lot of bailing out was because you and Hero took one for the team and watched them and... Yeah. I'm a completist for a lot of bad Sons of Anarchy. What did, what did I watch? The the I think you you're the one. True yeah, part. I think you. No, no, hero, you're the one who helped me out and and kept me from watching the last season of uh, Dexter. Oh uh, yeah. I think I, yeah, I, I, I spoiled yeah. the last season of Dexter, and I said, "Oh, thank God, I didn't watch that." <laughs> yeah, I've, I've read enough negative on that. I don't want to kill my memories of it either by watching that. Yeah. So. My one of my best friends. It's one of his favorite shows. He said the last two seasons have retroactively made the whole entirety of the show shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So good. Uh, good. I'm glad I skipped him. Mm-hmm. Um. That's all I got, kids. What do you think? I'm uh, just as far as predictions for next season. I think you know we have a long way to go before this storyline reaches its conclusion. Not so that far, though. I'm thinking the two the two storylines I think we will see a resolution to are the Sons of the Harpy and probably the uh, High Sparrow. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, I'm not sure. You know, I, I don't. Well, not that I'm sure about anything, but I, I, I other than that, I don't think we're necessarily going to see anything else concluded. Maybe Theon's storyline might come to a conclusion next year. Well, we, we're not on unlimited not time. Not Excuse if, me, if Ramses. We go, if we go by what the showrunners are saying, we have two seasons left, literally 20 shows. You know, or I'm sure they'll probably pull an extra length special four-hour fucking wrap-up movie well, out would, of their I ass. Well, I would think we'd need one season of things going south for everybody or going north for everybody, getting bad, <laughs> for, really bad for everybody, and you're going to have to have a season where... They get together to where where everybody basically has to pool their resources to defeat the White Walkers. You know, yeah. I'm figuring that would be the last season. You know, and how we I get don't see there. How you resolve all these storylines in two seasons without the pacing really being ramped up big time. Yeah, and, yeah. And then you're gonna lose a lot of characterization if you ramp it up that much. So you you heard there's only gonna be seven seasons. I thought I heard I had enough stuff for like ten. See, I don't oh, know they, why they... HBO, yeah, HBO wanted to go as you know they want to go indefinitely, but I mean they're only gonna do it with uh, what's their names Benoff and I can't place the other guy's name, but uh, but they say they're only in it for seven, and HBO has at least towed the party line and said they're doing everything in seven. But well, seven is a magic number for syndication, right? It really does kind of screw things up, except for the fact that they veered off the books so much. But if they conclude this series before book six comes out, it really could screw up the sales on six and seven. One would think. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I think the people who already are buying the books are buying. I think that you, you can only get, you may not get the huge rush of people that you would, may, you might get buying the book you know in addition but i think it'll only sell more copies i think if the storyline is still up in the air a lot of tv viewers will gravitate towards the books as they release new ones and but if the storyline on tv is concluded i'm not sure you'll get quite as much unless the storylines veer severely enough that it's going to be you know really a different story of it 
Well, they could anyway. They they say that Martin has told HBO what the end is and that they're you know working towards that, whether he's done with the books or not. But then he could just decide to be like, well, fuck that. I don't really like that ending. I'll write something different for right, you guys. Right. So why not? You know, what has he got to lose? You know? If anything, that well, would increase sales. H- he just comes out and say, you know HBO what? HBO is a fan mind. of trying to get out before they jump the shark, you know, or yeah. or, or find an end point. You know, they did it with The Sopranos. Did they? Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> they jumped the shark in the last minute. Right, but they were, but it was an attempt to like, we have to end this sometime. We can, if we keep going with yeah. this, eventually it's going to be a parody of itself, right? Or it's yeah. going to, you know, just become ridiculous. So hopefully that's what will happen with Game of Thrones. I don't know. I mean, it would ha- It's going to have a rich money making career in syndication and various dvd sets or whatever you know blu-ray sets and whatever other next um even video games kids video games games. video games might you know if they play it right could potentially make more money than the books in the tv show yeah yeah so yeah george R. R. martin's old enough to the point of where i don't think he should really he probably really has to give a shit about money anymore you Game of Thrones will definitely be, you know, paying his rent till he 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 keels over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is eighty six a new thirty six? Uh, so when all the rock stars died. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. So, so yeah. Or how old was BB King? <laughs> old. <laughs> yeah, it's very old. All right, maybe we'll wrap that up. Uh, I still want to figure out what the title for the show is. We did, uh, what, Podcast of Five Kings last time. Um, so we'll call this something similar, but not. We could be the Flayed Men. <laughs> the Flayed Men, not too yeah. bad. Don't get married um, in Westeros. <laughs> the Little Field, uh, yeah, Little Finger Traveling Brothel Show. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I, think, I think you should all Photoshop us in a box shoving our shit through a little hole no 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 just put us on some naked greek statues with the, somebody oh, ringing the bell behind us all, all of us naked getting walked through the streets in shame how about that no. uh, someone will be someone will be uh, endless endless <laughs> photoshop ideas for this one shame shame ding all right we always want the wrong woman. I thought we were so happy together until you abandoned me. Jura di Andar. Why would we bring you? Pardon me? Have you ever tracked animals in the wilderness? Not precisely, but I have other skills that would be very useful. Can you fight? I have fought. I don't claim to be a great warrior. Are you good on a horse? Middling. So mainly you talk. I suppose there's no point asking how you found me. The birds sing in the west, the birds sing in the east, if one knows how to listen. Does he always talk so much? You're a Lannister. The Queen intends to remove your family from power. And I intend to help her do it. Are you a good witch or a bad witch? Of course, it's hopeless for the both of you. 
only I knew someone with a vast network of spies. If only. She exiled you twice, I believe. I did miss you. Oh, I know. And now for something completely different. One time when I was in the service, one time when I was in the Navy, we had to, um, yeah, we had spent all day. the village people music. We had spent all day cleaning our barracks for a captain's inspection. Is that a euphemism? No, 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 no. And I went down, and we 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 were drinking steaks. Drinking steaks. Wow, man. We were we were eating steaks, and we were drinking. Were there greasy onions and peppers on the steak, Bill? Oh, I don't remember because I was drinking. Somebody gave me a bottle of Wild Irish Rose whiskey or something. Oh yeah, Wild Irish Rose. That's yeah. I was gonna say that's singing alcohol. Yeah. So I was drinking that and drinking beer and everything, and then the last thing I remember, somehow I got back up to my rack, and um, I woke up in the middle of the night. But I was and I and I had to puke. But I still had enough sense in my head that I'd spent all day. I had to get from my from my rack all the way down the hallway that was newly waxed to the bathroom. Did you slide? Yes, because I, I and I was running, but I I I I was halfway there and I I puked and I held it in my mouth. Oh, because I'm just I picturing, because I'm just picturing I, him as Bond yes. in Honor Majesty's Secret Service and his sliding across the ice. Whitey's tidies holding a mouthful of puke, sliding. Hold the mouth. <laughs> it's like, and I'm just hold, I, I've got both hands over my my mouth and I'm r- trying to get to the bathroom. Because if I drop any of that vomit, it's going to burn right through that wax. It's going to, you know, every, you know. It's just like an alien. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got a wonderful defense mechanism. So I get to the bathroom and I just, blah, I just drop it all in. And one of the guys walks in just as I did that. And, and I'm sitting there and I'm like shoving the chunks of steak down, <laughs> down into it. Like, because... Because the sink had like a little grate on it, uh, so I had to sh- I had to mash the pieces of steak vomit like through the puke whole in the toilet. <laughs> I couldn't make. I had I had to get that. You were in the mouth. bathroom. It's like it, I, I I rounded that corner and I had to get that stuff out of my mouth. I saw pictures of you before you were, you know, you. <laughs> toilet. What? <laughs> Hey, what pictures have you been looking at? Oh, I don't know. This bit's going bit. in the middle of the show somewhere. There's a special presentation of a built in. Tag it right at the end. Yeah. A- oh, my God. That was that was horrible. That was horrible. <sighs> Thank you for reliving it with us. I- Anytime. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, Two True Freaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the Two True Freaks at the same time. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. 
Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. Dumbass. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two Two True True Freaks. We were finally invited aboard one of these spacecraft, which landed near Ann Arbor, Michigan, on October the 24th of 1954. This is a drawing of the craft. As I was leaving the craft, the commander, Soltek, said, soon others of your people will be able to have an experience similar to this.